welcome to Roman Tour with Derek Cobb and Drew Perot. Hi, I'm Derek. And I'm Drew. And we are on a journey to become better leaders by touring fantastic worlds and inspiring lore by going on a wonder tour. We connect leadership concepts to story context because it sticks to our brains better. You can find out more at wondertourpodcast.com. All right, Derek, it's time. We found ourselves in a sunlit alley, taking the shortcut that Brick gave us, I believe. Uh, It's the shortcuts of the wonder tour. Welcome to Wonder Tour, where we are in a glass case of emotion. All <laughs> right, we're back. Episode 26. I'm here with Drew. Um, last week we did Hunger, Game, Hunger Games, and uh, we had a great time doing that with our guest, Danny. And now we're back talking <laughs> the fight scene from Anchorman. <laughs> Drew? We got to bring some fun to it. We got to bring some fun to it. Oh, here. yeah. All right. Well, the the fight scene, why did we choose this scene? Well, why do you always open us up with some crazy, you know, voice or quote or something that you come up with? I don't know. I think part of having part of leadership and part of developing as humans is having fun. So this is a kind of diverse way that we can have some fun instead of talking about some crazy heroic scene that follows the hero's journey that we can all find ourselves in or something. We picked kind of the opposite of that, just this whacked out situation. Um, where we have our our heroes <laughs> in quotation marks. I don't know if they're actual heroes in here, but you know we have our our man Ron Burgundy. You know he's there with of course Champ and and Brick and uh, and Brian and everybody else. So they're walking down this this sunlit alley, just having the best of times. And who do they get confronted by? The evening news team. Vince Vaughn comes in here. Uh, his West Mantooth, I believe, and he is ready to cause a fight. Now, Derek, this is just the beginning of this escalation. We have multiple other factions that just erupt seemingly from nowhere and just cause a big ruckus over apparently nothing. And then it all just goes away and the cops come and poof. Like, why did we just do that? People are like dying and having their arms cut off and stuff. How does what does this mean to you? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, it's, you know, art imitates life. Um, so we have to kind of approach it like that, I think. Um, you kind of zeroed me in on this particular scene. I started thinking about it and I was like, yeah, there are some times where you go into meetings, you go into, um, you know, connections with these other factions and all of a sudden you've got some dust getting kicked up and you, you really don't even know what happened. You know, uh, you find yourself spinning around. I mean, first, you know, someone's like talking about how, you know, uh, you got to you got to put you in some diapers and all this other stuff. And uh, (laughs) you're like, where did this come from? You know, I was just, as you said, walking down this uh, this sunlit alley here 
Uh, Boom. Maybe just just on your on your day, right? Yeah, you um, just get clotheslined, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you just you just walk into something, and then how you react, I think, is the thing that we want to talk about here. Um, you you can pick the Anchorman route. <laughs> let's talk about that one for a second. With uh, let's let's talk about Brick for a second, right? Oh, Brick, yeah. You you have this immediate scene where. Uh, Wes is pulling out a knife and they got like chains and everything else. And Brick is pulling out a a hand grenade, which is hilarious because you're like, how is he going to control this thing? Well, he's Brick. And so he hasn't thought that through very well. But a hand, how how many of us, you know, you've just been in a conversation with your family or with your, you know, people in another team at work or something like that. And somebody like, you're just like, all right, like, it's fine. We're just kind of debating this. And, you know, maybe nobody wants to take responsibility for this task that has to be done or something. It's like if somebody just pulls out a hand grenade and they're just like, nope, everybody's going down. Like the, nobody gets to win <laughs> in this situation. I'm blowing myself up, too. Yeah, and, I'm in a bad mood today. Right. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, that's just human. There. Yeah. Yeah. That's just human that that's going to happen. They just pull out a hand grenade and you're just like, oh, dang it. Like, I don't have anything again. You know, my whatever I have in my pocket is not going to be good enough to stop me from getting blown to pieces here in this situation. And they just, why do they go down? Let's just talk about why they go down or why we go down. Because all of us might have done this before. I don't want to be saying it's, you know, only other people that have, you know, had a yeah. really bad day or week or year and end up in a rough situation. Yeah, I feel like we all take turns doing it. Um, and, man, what do you what do you do as a magnanimous leader? I think that's kind of what I'm thinking through. Not that we're going to have any, like, super specific, like, you know, I mean, I think there's going to be some takeaways for reflection, you know, from today. But, um, you know, you, I think the first thing is I, I, I try to I try I say this. I try. <laughs> I fail really bad at it. But you got to slow down um, as a four. I'll just tell you the fours experience in this Enneagram four. Uh, you start surfing the wave immediately. So, like, wow. you're attached. You're like glued. You're like completely super glued to a surfboard and you can't, you can't decouple. (laughs) That's like the hardest thing for a four to do is be like, this does not bother me. It's like using the force, you know, and you, you actually try to use the force on yourself and you're like, um, I will not be bothered by this. And you say it back to yourself. I will not, I am bothered by this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really hard, isn't it? How do you react and, and, you know, when you get kind of taken by surprise. Yeah, I mean, it's it's different for everybody. That's good that you bring that up because we always talk about Enneagram and we're not, you know, some proponent of saying any, you know, personality types are scientific at all. It's just a way to talk about ourselves and a way to express ourselves and kind of, you know, create personas out of different people's personalities. So I'm very different than that. That's funny. You're like, all right, the wave, you know, it's like a calm day at the beach and then suddenly the big wave is coming in and you're like, you're just stuck riding the wave. You can't help it. You just, it just feels... You get too much emotions tied up in whatever the wave is. And that's that's very interesting. I'm uh, as a type eight, I usually am kind of opposite to that. Like the wave is coming and I'm very much like fighting against the wave. Um, I get caught fighting against the wave, trying to be like, no, we don't. Please stop. Like we don't have you. Are we really going to do this? Like we don't have to fight like brick. Put the grenade away. Like, come on. But a lot of times in that situation, you know. What do you what do you even do? Because you can walk out and just let it all happen. And then, you know, you might look like a fool for walking out because it's just like, oh, what was that guy doing? Why? You know, that's not a, what leaders do. They don't just just evacuate the building when something goes wrong. 
Um, you can choose not to participate or you can, you know, and if you participate, a lot of times you're, you're pulling out a weapon. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it, nine times out of 10, it does not end well because I think we're, you know, we're not, we're not good. Uh, when the pressure's on with a surgical type wisdom strike. Right. And I think that's, that's so hard. I, I, one thing I would say is maybe not a multitude of questions, but maybe a couple questions, right. At the yeah. right time can really, <laughs> right. Um, but isn't that so hard? <laughs> well, how so does this hard. all end? I know we're focused on a specific story, but right. Like they, they come together with the EMD news team and it's like a, you know, it's there, it's not a, it doesn't end in tragedy necessarily, why? Because they, there's a combined story. There's a collaborative story that's at play. That's kind of the answer here is, right, how do we interject and get everybody, you know, attached to a story? How do we help people to see themselves in the story instead of just as these different news team factions that are all fighting for their slice of the pie? Because in the end, these games usually aren't win, you know, win-loss games. They're not zero-sum games. But we create zero-sum games out of them where there are winners and losers as soon as we pull out the hand grenade or the weapon in the in the confrontation it's just you know there's an opportunity where we can like i like your what you said derek we can ask questions we can tell stories that's how we de-escalate the situation and continue to progress but when you just you know you fight fire with fire just you're creating a win-loss situation and we know that especially you know in relationships and in business that's not a recipe for success i think what you're talking about too here is um or talking to i mean is is basically you know uh there's there's no understanding and I think stories do create shared understanding. Now, it is difficult when the clock's ticking uh, in a situation that, you know, you may have to get some distance and then engage, you know, the parties separately. You know, I mean, I think about in this situation, this is all <laughs> a conflict for fun, you know, to make make fun of conflict in a way. Right. Um, it's a satire on conflict, really. Uh, because it's like, you know, let's say all the lines that you feel like crossing when you're, you know, whatever, right. You never would, but you're like, ah, you know, you're just, you're just at your limits. And I think it tells a lot about conflict. And then, like you said, I, I think that was really good where you talked about how, you know, essentially try to make it a zero sum game because, and I think that's interesting. So you know, maybe you go to a zero sum game because your ego doesn't want to lose. You know, it doesn't really have much to do with the other the other factions. It's and there's a lot of ego in this. Obviously, it's Anchorman. So, you know, it's all ego and maybe a little bit of cologne as well. <laughs> yeah. How do you put your ego aside? Well, I think a lot of times it's hard to recognize these situations before they happen because I'm thinking like, hey, part of it, we're on this wonder tour. We like to recognize the story that we find ourselves in. That's why we that's one of the reasons that we're on this wonder tour so that we can, you know, relate to these movies and stories and TV shows and we can find ourselves in a similar story and be like, oh, OK, you know, I'm in the Anchorman fight scene. It's about to ask, you know, I don't want to be standing here at the end and be like, well, that escalated quickly. Like I want to be <laughs> I, I want to be <laughs> the person who de-escalates the situation. But a lot of times you don't catch it until it's already escalated. Like you're you're like, wait a second. Like, when did I when did I pull this this hand grenade out? Like, what the heck? So I, I think we got to be on top of of the communications and kind of catching the 
catching the nonverbal communication and stuff like that. I think that's that's big for me is trying trying to it's harder when you're doing everything remote, potentially, you know, when you're connecting to people over some sort of, you know, video chat or whatever to, to pull out the nonverbal communications. But that's one thing that's still really helpful is just, hey, like notice when somebody's getting frustrated, like maybe we need to ask, you know, a different question or tell a story or, you know, try to find some common ground with this person before this becomes a, well, no, I'm not interested in helping you type of a situation. Yeah, for sure. And I think the other thing, too, here is, is that how often do these guys hang out and talk? <laughs> how much of a relationship do they actually have? And I think you, you've got to you have to have a plan for understanding. If you have somebody who is, you know, quite uh, dissimilar from you in terms of it could be values, it could be the work that they do, et cetera, and you're just misunderstood, um, you want to make sure that you have that you know, mutual understanding with each other. So it's really important. Yeah, it's, it's the taking different perspectives that we always talk about. You want to take the perspectives of the other people in the situation. You know, in, in this, they're creating a zero-sum game, but there's kind of room for everybody. They all have their own they all have their own markets that they're going for, right? Like they're not, most of these aren't direct competition in the same time slot for the same markets. So just they're just fighting for ego because they want to be rated as the best. It's like, well, maybe instead of expending energy into fighting and tearing down the opponent, we can, you know, this is, of course, very, very obvious and things that we've all heard before. But it's like we need to bring it back and that we need to put that energy into positive things and into maybe we can build a bigger pie or, you know, maybe we can find opportunities to collaborate. It's not to say that people aren't going to sometimes pull out the confrontation on us and try to create a zero sum game in the middle of a, you know, in the middle of a game that we did not think was going to be a zero sum game. But just to say that, like, we can do things maybe to prime the situation in order to ensure that there's a lower likelihood that something like that were to happen. I like it. Um, I think the the main takeaway I have for reflection here is that we need to do everything we can, just like we talked in a few other episodes about how to stay away from zero sum games uh, as much as possible and, and really have shared wins with everybody else. So, all right, we're going to wrap it right there. Um, you know, thanks for listening. And uh, if you have any other things you want to add on there, go hit us up on Twitter on the wonder tour. And next time we are going to be doing ready player one. What do you think about that? Drew? I'm pumped about it. Ready player one. If you haven't seen it yet, get, get yourself out there and see ready player one. I know so many people pumped it up for me and I was like, I don't know. It can't be that good. And when I watched it, I was like, Oh my gosh, I was like blubbering or something. I don't remember. I was okay. You were right. You were right. <laughs> I need, Two I need words. to see it. Two words, retro throwbacks. There you <laughs> go. All right. Uh, we will see you next time. And remember, all those who wonder are not lost. 